We are continuing uh, our way through Luke as a master class, a master class in living from the master. And this morning, Luke 19, the first 10 verses, listen then for the voice of God. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see Jesus, who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. And all the people saw this and began to mutter. He's gone to the, be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now, I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. The word of the Lord. So I've had COVID lately. Um, I'm, I'm fine. I'm ne kind of. Um, <laughs> tested negative and all that stuff. And, um, and because of that, um, I looked ahead at this text while I had, what else was I going to do? I had COVID. <laughs> I looked ahead at this text. And then this last week, I didn't feel like I could go see anybody. Like I shouldn't take my COVID and go call on old people. So, this is the most well-written sermon <laughs> ever. What else was I going to do? I don't think it's any better. But every word has been combed over. If you're a parent of a particular vintage, this story is part of the songbook that you sing to your children and your grandchildren. The wheels on the bus, Old MacDonald had a farm, and Zacchaeus was a wee little man. Or if you grew up with a children's illustrated Bible, this story conjures up cartoons of a bandy-legged, barrel-chested, bald-headed Zacchaeus bobbing on the fringes of a crowd and shinning up a sycamore tree. The song and the images are endearing and part of our cultural lexicon. But what else is going on here? What might this delightful ancient story teach us about God and humanity and the living of these days. Let's start with Zacchaeus. To this gathering crowd, Zacchaeus was a turncoat. He cooperated with the Roman authorities to collect taxes while taking a little off the top for himself. 
So he was resented, he was reviled, and on this spring afternoon, he was ignored. For while they, didn't have, while they had to pay taxes to this blustery little bloke, they didn't have to be courteous to him or welcome him into their parade. Because, because this parade, this crowd was probably a parade. A parade of Hebrews, numbering in the thousands, traveling down from Galilee, Galilee, skirting the uncertainty of Samaria, passing through the toll booth in Jericho, on their way to celebrate the Passover in Jerusalem. This was an annual pilgrimage. It was the parade of a faith family. And there was no room for Zacchaeus. But Jesus, Jesus had raised the dead, driven out demons, healed the blind, turned water into wine, taught in the temple, fed thousands with just a few loaves of bread and a couple fish, and now he too was headed to Jerusalem. So some thought this signaled he's the Messiah. Some thought, well, there's going to be a run-in with the authorities. And some thought he was just another carnival barker and charlatan. But whatever they thought, Jesus was marching in the middle of this grand parade. Of course, we Zacchaeus couldn't see what the fuss was all about until he remembered that tree up the road. And it dawned on him that if he beat the crowd there and, and if he could get up in that tree and if, if... Now, dignified men didn't run. Men of his station in life strolled. They sauntered. But Zacchaeus hoisted up his tunic and ran down the road like a little schoolgirl. It was ignoble. But he scooted up that tree, poked his head through the leaves, and proud as he could be for beating the ruckus, waited for Jesus. Our text reads that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. It doesn't say why. Curiosity, worry, wonder, some deep human longing. The text reads that Zacchaeus wanted to see Jesus. But it's, it's Jesus who sees Zacchaeus. Because imagine Jesus pausing under the shade of the sycamore tree, looked up only to see the flushed-faced fellow looking back at him, and Jesus could tell he was a rich man, might have been those Gucci sandals daggling in the branches. And maybe Jesus saw the humor in the moment. 
Or maybe he saw Zacchaeus for who he really was. Curious, crafty, rich, sinner. But he peered up at this publican perched in his leafy loft. And Jesus announced his dinner plans. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zacchaeus tumbled out of the tree. He was no longer pushed to the margins. He was now the center of attention. He was now the grand marshal of this parade. Now they couldn't ignore him. Jesus would join him at his villa. Jesus knew who he was. Jesus was coming to his house for dinner. And the crowd is stunned. They heard that Jesus ate with tax collectors and sinners, but that was urban legend. That was theoretical. This was unacceptable. Clearly, Jesus was confused. This was no way for a Messiah to act. Zacchaeus was a scoundrel. This was scandalous. Now, there's no record of their dinner conversation. There's no telling what they talked about or how Zacchaeus felt when Jesus looked him in the eyes. But at some point during dinner, in a moment of repentance, Zacchaeus stood up, jumped ahead to steps eight and nine in a 12-step program, and announced that he would give half of his possessions to the poor and make reparations fourfold to those whom he defrauded. Thanks be to God. There's no record of their dinner conversation. No record of what led him to that point. But neither is there record if Zacchaeus followed through on his proclamation. There's no story about what he did the next morning or how he balanced the ledger. But before Zacchaeus could sit down, Jesus stood up and said, today, salvation has come to this house. Today, salvation has come to this house. Dear friends, just a few miles back up the road and a few verses earlier, Jesus tells a leper that his faith has saved him. You may remember the story. Well, he preached on it. Ten lepers cried out for help. The nine Jewish lepers did as they were told and went to the priests to confirm their healing. But that one Samaritan leper came back to thank Jesus. And Jesus said to him, your faith has made you well. 
The word here for made well, your faith has made you well. The word here has the same root as the salvation that Jesus announced to the house of Zacchaeus. As resident philosopher and Greek scholar Aaron Rettman puts it, because I checked and emailed back and forth about this. Both passages are drawing on the same family of words. The verb sasokin, made well, in Luke 17, 19, and the noun soteria, salvation, in Luke 19, 19, 9, both come from the root verb sadzo, meaning save, bring safely, restore, physically heal, deliver from enemies. Same word. And that's to say that salvation here, salvation has come to this house. Salvation here is not the contemporary type where our souls are whisked away to heaven, but salvation of a biblical sort. Not salvation where believing is the measuring yard, is the yardstick, but salvation where things are made whole and right and straight and healthy. Salvation where justice and mercy embrace. Salvation where people flourish in right relationship. Salvation where shalom is restored. Salvation where bodies are healed and corrupt economic systems are made right. Today, salvation has come to this house. You see, the story of Zacchaeus is a picture of salvation. A picture of repentance and right relationship. And who knows what it means when Zacchaeus dies. That doesn't seem to be the point. The point seems to be what it meant that in his living, he was restored to who he was created to be. Not about what he dies to become, but who he's restored to be. Not an exploiter, but a servant. Not an outsider, but one of a family. Not hanging on a limb, but seated at the table. Not a taker, but a giver. Not lost, but found. Dear friends, this quaint story isn't about a spiritual seeker who was savvy enough to see Jesus as much as it is a snapshot of salvation when things are made right. That's not to suggest that Zacchaeus is saved because of what he did. But it is to suggest that salvation has to do with a crooked world being made straight. And everybody is in on it. From the Samaritan leper 
to Lazarus at the gate, to the proud Pharisee, to this short, rich guy. The story of Zacchaeus, you're still with me. The story of Zacchaeus is also illuminating because the embrace of Jesus isn't limited to the poor and the tossed aside, but it extends to the crooked rich as well. We expect Jesus to visit mercy on those who need mercy. But for the powerful and the proud, the tables are supposed to turn. We, we sing about it. For the ones who have the game rigged in their favor, for the ones who have the game rigged in their favor, there's supposed to be a coming reversal. And yet here is Jesus proclaiming salvation to one who was rich, reviled, and resented. Rich or poor, short or tall, crooked or straight, sinner or saint, insider or outsider, religious or rebellious, it seems the only qualification that matters to be embraced by Jesus is to be human. In the words of Paul Tillich, you are accepted. You are accepted, accepted by that which is greater than you. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. Zacchaeus was one of the first to get it. And to use an image that Howard Thurman offered, Jesus set a crown over Zacchaeus that he would spend the rest of his life gladly growing tall enough to wear. Jesus set a crown over Zacchaeus that he would spend the rest of his life gladly growing tall enough to wear. Dear friends, whether you're bobbing on the edges or marching in the middle, whether you're a beggar at the gate or you live in a gated community, whether you're short of change or tall in trespass, whether you're full of faith or struggling with cynicism, whether you're Republican or Democrat, whether you're old and crusty or a fresh-faced 10-year-old, you are loved and accepted by God in Christ. Salvation has visited your house. For the Son of Man came to seek and save what was lost. Thanks be to God. Let us respond with repentance and right relationship. Amen.